Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, let's roll, DFS. A lot of options tonight in the DFS world. But Matt Moore is on the hill, so we saved ourselves a lot of time right there, basically, with Oakland Athletics stack. It really is amazing. If you look at the Oakland Athletics, the dichotomy, man, these guys just kill it on the road, man. They just rack up runs on the road. Now, we all know Oakland is a, uh, we were just talking about the Oakland Raiders, but playing in the same stadium, extremely unforgiving, obviously. Extremely unforgiving uh, to hitters. So when you get an opportunity to, to take the Oakland Athletics, so, you know, basically, listen, home, some some teams are good at home, but for the most part, home field really doesn't mean anything, right? I mean, you look at the Angels. The Angels are a good examples. The Angels came back and won last night, but the Angels splits. They're better on the road from a one-loss record. Their pitchers are better on the road than they are at home, and their hitters are better on the road than they are at home. Now, as far as the Oakland Athletics are concerned, very, very similar situation. The Oakland Athletics put up 27 runs in a four-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays. Remember, that was about a week and a half ago, whatever it was, in Toronto. Then they went home. They couldn't score at all. They went back on the road. They put up 25 runs. They put up 25 runs against uh, Kansas City. Like Oakland, mash uh, when they go on the road. So, um... Scott Engel's going to join us uh, momentarily. It said 6.05, so uh, Florio should be with us uh, any moment. We got uh, Vargas on the hill here tonight, and Vargas was just so affordable and cheap um, that I took a look at him uh, tonight, uh, Cam. And I think the Mets actually win this game, and I talked about the stats earlier. You look at Vargas, and yeah, Vargas has struggled in the past, but against Machado, against Adam Jones, and against Chris Davis... If you look at the sluggers on the Baltimore Orioles, they've really struggled against Vargas. I think Vargas can pitch uh, well enough tonight to uh, to be a nice DFS uh, value play. Yeah, we could talk to the King, too, because uh, finding Nemo has been one of the best stories in baseball right now. Vargas has been better the last couple starts, but Nemo for the New York Mets is absolutely raking right now. 500 Woba approaching Gabe versus right-handed pitching. This guy has been absolutely knocking balls out of the park. He's been a DraftKings machine. Cabrera, Conforto, those are guys I'd look at tonight to back up Vargas. You said it. When I'm looking at Baltimore, I want to avoid those guys. But the one guy with good numbers, Danny Valencia, I think, is a good, good, cheap, cheap play tonight if you're going for one guy. I know you're on Vargas, and uh, I like the price. Let's send it uh, to the stadium as we're across the street right now uh, from the Rogers Center. I see a lot of Blue Jay fans uh, starting to uh, file in to the stadium. It's Estrada and CC Sabathia uh, tonight. But... Um, the Mets in action, and it's Vargas and Alex Cobb. 
Scott Angle steps up in the king. What's going on, Scott? How you doing? Good. Uh, I'm one of the one of the ones who uh, made it out here to see the 17 win Orioles against the 27 win Mets. I saw I saw a great tweet the other day. I don't know if you saw this. It got a lot of retweets, but um, somebody tweeted um, they were in New York City and they were going to cover the Mets game, and they got into a taxi. And Buddy told him, "Yeah, take me down to City Field." And the taxi driver told him, "Are you sure?" There's a lot of stuff to do in New York. Are you sure you want to go see the Mets play? And the cab driver was serious. He's like, really? There's a lot of stuff to do in this city. You want to see the Mets? But he's like, well, it's my job. I kind of got to go there. <laughs> well, uh, like you guys were talking, though, it's worth the price of admission to see Brandon Nemo right now. 11 extra base hits and 9 RBIs in his last 13 games. Uh, he's driven in a run of 5 out of the last 7. 3 homers in his last 7 games. Uh, so, yeah, this is a guy that uh, is definitely a good play for tonight. Uh, also tied for six in the majors with four triples. And uh, like you mentioned, Alex Cobb is on the mound tonight. Uh, one and seven with a six and 80 ERA. Uh, so, you know, there, there are some lefties to like in that Mets lineup and switch hitters. All right. So Jason Vargas uh, has sandwiched in three starts. Two of them have been strong. What's the key to Vargas' success, uh, Scott? And what's the key to uh, Vargas' success this evening? Like, what needs to happen? What pitch needs to work for him? What needs to happen for him to be comfortable? Um, because I like the way he's pitched here, and I actually think I like the Mets from a betting standpoint, and Vargas is so cheap uh, tonight from a DFS perspective, Scott. And I'm looking at the numbers. Adam Jones hits 172 against him. He's held Chris Davis in check, a buck 88. He's held Manny Machado in check, 200, even though Manny Machado has three home runs in his last four baseball games. Um, so what's the key with Vargas, and what are you expecting from Vargas tonight? Well, I don't get too big into those, you know, batter versus pitcher sample sizes. Uh, but, you know, Vargas, though, is pitching better. He's 2-0 with a 346 ERA in his last three starts, and two of those three starts. He's worked five scoreless innings. You want to get the length out of him, and this is a good matchup for him because he might get the run support here against Cobb, and also uh, no team in the major league sees less fastballs than the uh, than the Baltimore Orioles, and you know it's affected their offense. Now look, Machado and Adam Jones are good plays. You know, Machado has five home runs in 56 at-bats against against lefties this year. Adam Jones is hitting well over 300 uh, against lefties, even though he's got more of the power from the right side. And uh, Adam Jones is in the two slot tonight, and he's hitting 353 out of the two slot as well. Baltimore Orioles guys have scored three runs or less, three runs or less in 12 of their last 14 baseball games. So, you know, it's, it's a bad combination when your pitching blows and you can't hit uh, as well. It's a, it's a bad combo right there. But you mentioned it, uh, Cam. You love uh, Nemo tonight, and Scott says he's worth the price of the mission alone. Yeah, King, I was also going to ask you, not, too, not just Nemo. I've been playing him in DraftKings. He's been an absolute stud. But Cobb's numbers are disastrous right now. He's a guy that could absolutely get rocked. An ERA close to 7, 1-7. Seven. Bad situation tonight. What other Mets are from a DFS perspective? I'm actually looking at them from gambling. But what about uh, Michael Conforto tonight? And I know Cabrera hasn't been great in the last five games, a 1-for-19 stretch. But both of these guys from a DFS perspective, do they look good to you, King? Yeah, they do. You talk about the struggles of the uh, of the uh, 
Orioles offense, the Mets have scored one run in its last 24 innings dating back to last Friday and have scored two few or two runs or fewer 21 times this season. That's tied for seven most in the majors. But they've scored 41 runs. But uh, home run-wise, they've homered in nine of their last 11 games and 14 uh, homers during that stretch. So Conforto is a guy I definitely like. I was talking to him before the game, and, you know, the mood around this team is that they have a lot of injuries right now and waiting to get healthy again because they were very healthy when they started off hot uh, early this season. Conforto has three home runs in his last 11 games. Uh, he has at least one hit in nine of his last 11 starts. So I definitely like him. I like Nemo. I like Cabrera. And if you're looking for somebody to fill out your lineup, don't sleep on Adrian Gonzalez. He had 289 in May. And, you know, when he sees somebody he can tee off on, uh, he, 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 he shows that he can still hit. He had a real good game against Homer Bailey uh, last month. He had a, a homer and a double against him, and Homer Bailey is not much better than Cobb. A lot of Met fans and media are saying that, uh, you know, get Gonzalez out of first base, put Jay Bruce there so Nemo can play the outfield. They're not pulling Adrian Gonzalez out of the lineup. He's their best defensive first baseman. He's a clubhouse leader, and he can still hit on occasion, especially in the right spots. The Conforto talk about how the Mets have not been executing with situational hitting. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez is somebody who's experienced in situational hitting. He could be a DFS sleeper tonight. It's a big week uh, for the Mets. You know, you look at them right now, and they're not really in a mix right now, but you just talk about them saying, listen, everyone's hurt, we're not healthy. Yet we're seeing they're right within striking distance, uh, especially of a playoff spot. We've seen these teams, the Detroit Tigers, the Oakland Athletics. It doesn't take much, Scott. You know, you win six of eight baseball games, eight of ten games. Next thing you know, you're right in the mix. It's a big week for them. They need to take advantage here. Uh, in this uh, this mini set against the Baltimore Orioles, and then a big big weekend this weekend uh, with the uh, New York Yankees colliding. Uh, the old Subway Series is renewed again. Yeah, I was talking to one Mets beat guy who actually said, you know, this is a series they have to take because they have the Yankees next. This is a team that they should beat. Uh, and then the Braves the after that. Sorry, Scott. And yeah. then the Braves after that. This is a key little chunk uh, here this week and a half for the Mets. Yeah, it does, but, uh, you know, Conforto was saying before the game that, you know, that there's still guys from this 2015 National League championship team, and uh, the feeling that he gets from them, even though he was here from the se- for the second half, is is that, uh, you know, nobody's, you know, they got a lot of injuries right now, and they feel that they make a, can make a push when, when everybody gets healthy. Todd Frazier's coming back tonight. He's a clubhouse leader. He's good in the field. Uh, they feel about they feel good about him coming back. That's one step in the right direction for them as as they have the Yankees next. But I, I get a feeling that this team is not panicking. Whereas, you know, being in the Orioles clubhouse, you just got a feeling that that team is dead and buried already. Yeah, and you wonder you have to wonder how much longer Manny Machado is going to be there. So as far as the Yankees, we're across the street uh, for the stadium right now. CC Sabathia and Estrada. What, what do you make, uh, Scott, of this ESPN-Yankees feud uh, that's going on? The Trump uh, Trump and Eagles aren't the only sports feud, right, in the world today. <laughs> so ESPN, ESPN um, wants the Yankees to be on a Sunday night, ironically enough, against the Toronto Blue Jays, even though they have a doubleheader the next day and there's day games and they're, they want out yet. I, I don't know how this is going to end up playing out, but they're talking about boycotting ESPN. They're not going to do any interviews and all this other stuff. What do you make of this? Are the Yankees just being uh, 
you know, if you want to be the high-profile team, then you play on TV, right? I mean, it's sort of like when the teams complained about playing on Christmas Day. Listen, you, you don't want to play on Christmas Day? Play on the Sacramento Kings, you know, right? They never play on Christmas Day. Don't worry. You won't get asked to play on prime time. What do you make of the Yankees crying about this? Uh, I would have to say that when you look at the scheduling, I think they have a legitimate gripe uh, because, you know, the quick turnaround, et cetera, uh, you know, I think I think most people from the outside don't understand the routines and, and things like that that the players go through, and, uh, you know, this might be a little overwhelming for them. All right, uh, I'm seeing oh, New York Post here. Yankees win battle with ESPN over late game uh, telecast. Is this just breaking? The Yankees put up another win. All right, yeah. All right, so yeah, we've actually I mean, got this. How many? How yeah, many they... people really want to see the Blue Jays on national television? You know, the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees are the Yankees are going to be on enough. Hey, settle, settle down, Scott. We're across a lot of Blue Jay fans around well played, here. Played, King. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can go, right, you can go he... make fun of my Mets. That's fine. I know. Yeah, you got a point. ESPN, the Blue Jays do suck. They do. Uh, people in Toronto don't want to watch them, let, let alone people around America. Hey, I, I do. I, let me tell you something, though. I will turn on the TV just to watch Solarte play. Yeah, wait till, uh, wait till Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr. gets up here. Yeah, and Paul yeah. ESPN. And you know what? They got Clemens's kid in the pipeline, too. Clemens's kid's a third baseman. Yeah, well, you know they got a, they got a lot of young second uh, generation major leaguers there. All right, so um, yeah, the the players' association stepped up and in. ESPN has backed off. The Blue Jays and the Yankees will no longer be the Sunday night baseball game on July the eighth. Um, they're going to play at uh, Sunday at one as originally uh, planned because they were playing a a double header. They're playing a double header the next day in Baltimore. As uh, as we alluded to, Instead, so there goes the, 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 go the chances of Jay Happ uh, beating the Walking Dead in the ratings. <laughs> Dodgers and Angels is a great game. Dodgers and Angels instead will be the uh, the game. The whole reason they did that, this, yeah. the whole reason they booked the Yankees originally was because they expected so many Yankees to be in the All Star game and they wanted to promote the All Star game. That was the reason they did it, and yeah, not that the All Star game. All-Star game. Yeah, not that the All-Star game needs any promoting anyways. Like, you know, the Yankees playing on Sunday night isn't going to affect All-Star ratings. Stupid. It's a, it's another story game, but I, I, I've i never liked the All-Star game being in the first half because you see guys have good first halves and, and then they don't do anything in the second half. Like, guys end up being like a first-half All-Star. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Like, like, like Jason Vargas last year had a great first half and yeah. he fell apart in the second half. I remember when Mike Pelfrey had a great first half, and he was an all-star. You know, that was ridiculous. Are you a guy, or which side of the fence are you on when it comes to the home run derby? Does it, um, does it ruin guys' swings, in your opinion, or not? I don't think so. I don't think based on one night that it's going to ruin a guy's swing. Major leaguers look at diff- things differently than we do. It's, it's one night. It's not going to ruin your mechanics when you're – you know, hitting the same way for 160. Scott, you're at the ballpark. You you eat this stuff up. I was the Expos post game show host. I went every day to batting practice. Like you said, you know the drill. I knew the drill. We used to be able to get there at you know the three o'clock, basically. Boom. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a conference with, with a little little meet and greet with Frank Robinson around the batting cage. And people, whenever I see hitters say, "Well, you know, that'll mess with my swing," and no, nah, the home run derby. 
It's batting practice. You guys mess with your swing. Yeah. I see you guys betting $5,000 on who can hit it in the higher deck. All right? And you watch pitchers that can't lay a bunt down when the game's on the line. But, oh, boy, they can crack a home run in batting practice. Scott used to drive me crazy. Yeah, I, I'll tell you something. I see all day Jose Batista this week in batting practice, and he's rocking him like it's, it's his prime, at least, in batting practice. That's what he does, like, King, in batting practice. He always looks good in batting practice. I don't know about that. Every uh, he's gotten he's gotten in some games this year, and he's hit for the Mets since he's gotten here. I thought the I thought the Atlanta for cheap. I thought the Atlanta Braves gave up on it too soon. Actually, what do you expect? The guy comes in cold. You think he's going to start crushing the ball after fourteen at bats? You, you know, you got to give him some at bats. Batista can still play. Oh, he still can. I was talking to him tonight, and he said, "Look." You know, the Braves did what they had to do that he, you know, that's just the business of baseball, he said to me. But, you know, he feels really good. Scott Engel. Scott, so what, uh, what are you eating in this? So what's the deal? Is it the, uh, who, is, who's the cater? Is it Armark or what, what are they called there? Yeah, it's Ar- Aramark, yeah. Yeah, Aramark, yeah. I, I know, I know the well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, the Expos are remarkable. If you ever, you've ever come to City yeah, Field and come to the press room, they have the best chocolate chip cookies in the major leagues. Chocolate chip cookies. That's what you're pounding back. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks, Scott. All right, thanks for having me. Have a good night, guys. Scott's. Scott's. The Fan Control Football League is making fantasy football a reality. Like a real-life version of Madden, fans will vote on all personnel decisions and play calls in real time. And what the fan says goes. Visit fcfl.io to learn more. The FCFL, where you're in control. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Entered the building. Appreciate them coming and uh, joining us and paying us a visit down here at the CNC Cafe, 366 Front Street. Across, uh, right right beside Domino's Pizza, which uh, I think I might get a deep dish to take home after this program. On the way out, go home and watch the, uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Since there's no basketball to watch, there's no hockey to watch tonight. It's all about baseball. And speaking of the Yankees and the Blue Jays, Aaron Judge, a lot of talk about Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge, uh, of course, struck out seven times yesterday, uh, combined in a doubleheader, five last night in the nightcap. A lot of people were planning on going back to the well tonight with Aaron Judge in fantasy, including me. Um, he was 8-for-20 in his career against Estrada. I brought this up with Big Man on campus earlier, but Aaron Judge out of the lineup. Aaron Judge uh, not uh, starting uh, this evening. So let's jump in and get down to our baseball uh, lineups. I'll go uh, first, and then Cam can uh, share his lineup. I'm going with Ross uh, Stripling uh, here. Ross Stripling's three and one with a two one eight earned run average and six uh, starts. Uh, three and zero oh with a zero one nine two 
ERA over his last three. Uh, the guy's just a stud, all right? There's nothing not to like uh, about him. He's got a 1.68 earned run average. His whip is 114. He's got a, a 30% strikeout uh, rate uh, against left-handers. Left-handers are only hitting 242 against him. Right-handers are hitting 233. Stripling's just another stud pitcher in, in a long line of stud pitchers that the Dodgers uh, that the Dodgers are able to find. And not to mention, the Pittsburgh Pirates offense is struggling, guys. All right, we brought it up earlier, the Pittsburgh Pirates. These guys are 4-12 and 12 in their last 16 baseball games. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they nearly got hit by Michael Walker the other day. They, they didn't get their first hit until the ninth inning of the baseball game. So Stripling's going to be in my lineup. Now, I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to get Scherzer in here. And I wanted to get Scherzer and Stripling, but I just couldn't make it work. So I decided to go. I could have went Vargas and then Scherzer after the fact, but I decided to pass on Scherzer, even though I freaking love Scherzer, all right? But we're rolling the dice here with Jason Vargas. Uh, You know, listen, I disagree with people that say they don't look at the batter pitcher splits very much. I actually do. I think it matters. It's all about confidence. if, If... it, it matters, you know, put it this way. We hear, like, Scott Engel just said, oh, and I remember Tony, oh, I don't really care about what a guy does against a pitcher. Okay, then if a game if a game is late in a baseball game and you've got one hitter that's 6 for 13 against the pitcher and you got another guy that's 0 for 13 against the pitcher and the 0 for 13 hitter goes up there and the manager doesn't put the guy in, pitch hit that's 6 for 13 against him, are you going to get mad? Of course you are. Baseball is all, sports all about matchups, guys. I mean, it's funny to me. People like all these numbers guys, and we always hear these fantasy guys say, oh, the batter and the pitcher's splits don't mean anything. Well, speak to speak to a player, and he'll say, Manny Machado will say, oh, yeah, it's crazy. I never hit Jason Vargas for some reason. Like, they know this. The players even know this. Like, when Adam Jones gets in the box tonight against Vargas, he's going to know. You know what? I never hit this guy. I don't know why I never hit him, but I never hit this guy. You get in the box against a guy and you got five home runs against them, you're a little bit more confident. Of course it matters. So, this is why I will tell you that Adam Jones has a 172 average, all right, against Vargas. Chris Davis has been held to a buck 88. Manny Machado's uh, held to, uh, to uh, 200, all right? So, our pitchers are stripling and our pitchers are uh, Vargas. My catcher is uh, Kurt Suzuki. Not Honda, but Suzuki. <laughs> Listen, the computers love him today as one of the top projected value picks. Although the computers always love this guy. I hate computers, but computers are probably smarter than I am when it comes to this crap. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt uh, here. Kendry Morales. Kendry Morales uh, in the lineup uh, tonight against CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia hasn't been terrible, but... This is, you want to talk about a hitter batter split here. Kendry, Kendry Morales, he's 9 for 25 in his career. 25 at-bats, 9 hits, including a home run against CC Sabathia. And Kend- Kendry's M- Morales is cheap tonight, too. Morales is in my lineup. Um, we're going to stack the Oakland Athletics here, guys. Jed Lowry, uh, he's doubled twice in his last seven at-bats versus uh, Matt Moore. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The, uh, the Athletics offense is just absolutely crushing the baseball on the road. They rake left-handed hitters. They put up 27 games in a four-game set against the Toronto Blue Jays on the road. They went at home. They struggled offensively. Then they exploded for 25 on the road against uh, Kansas City. 
Oakland are a good team to bet on, and uh, Oakland are a good uh, team to play and stack your DFS lineups uh, when they're on the road, and specifically when they're on the road against left-handed pitching. Now, Matt Moore, he's got a 7.85 earned run average, all right? His strikeout rate, 16.5. Left-handed hitters. How are left-handed hitters hitting him? 4.11. 5.11 Woba. 51.7% fly ball rate. 55.2% hard contact. They're killing him. They're killing him. So I'm loading up. I'm loading up uh, here on the, uh, the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Matt Chapman, part of our athletic stack uh, here. Francisco Lindor, he's cooled off just a little bit, but he's never a bad option. He's also the number one projected points getter uh, tonight, according to all the uh, the computer fantasy projections. Brett Gardner, Brett Gardner, judge not in the lineup, but Gardner is, and uh, Gardner is a DFS killer uh, right now. All right, Gardner's been racking it up, man. He's got 72 drafting points in his last four games. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. People are getting upset with Harper. He's not putting up the monster numbers that people would like uh, with Harper. Uh, he was at the hockey game last night. And I don't know how it's possible to look like an asshole as much like he did. Just wearing a Vegas hockey jersey and a, and a hat. Our boy Sonny Vega wears a, a Vegas hat and t-shirt. He looks like a nice guy. Bryce Harper does it. And uh, he just looks like a jerk. The difference between Sonny, though, and Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper didn't burn the jersey at the end of the night after they lost. (laughs) Brett Gardner, he's burning pitchers. 72 DK points in the last four games. Bryce Harper takes on Nathan Eovaldi tonight. Seven for 16 with a home run tonight. Bryce, Bryce Harper hits a home run tonight. Book it. And uh, I was going to take Aaron Judge because he was 8 for 20 with two home runs against Marco Estrada. So, uh, hey, Judge, you're out, Uh, which means I got a nice option here, man. I could go with J.D. Martinez. I could go with Charlie Blackman. I could go with Ben Attendee. I could go with Stanton. I could go with Brantley. I've decided to go with Chris Davis of the Oakland Athletics. Even though, I don't know, man, maybe I, uh, I don't know, Stanton, I can see Stanton getting a hold of one. Yeah, Stanton, you know what, Davis, you're out. Stanton, you're in. I wanted the Yankee stack, so instead of Judge, I'll just go Stanton. So there's the lineup. Stripling, Vargas, Suzuki, Morales, Jed Lowry, Matt Chapman for Cisco Lindor, Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, and Brett Gardner. Cam, what do you got? I'll tell you one thing, Marenzi, though. The Cardinals sin, even in DraftKings and gambling. I like the Davis pick. I know you got a good option. I hate changing picks because that guy will always come back and burn you. He's just It's just one of those things in life. You you know Davis is going to hit moops hard tonight. I don't know what he's going to do, well, but the Jays are going to get hit hard, too. If, if Chris Davis hits a three-run home run and Stanton goes 0 for 5, then yes, I'm going to be pissed off, but... <laughs> You want to get pissed off, for the record, Conflict Diamond finished third yesterday. Just, I just thought of that, just about, yeah. And I just knocked the mic over in disgust. Are you, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. What track? I don't know. He ran 157, though. Just going to make a disclaimer before we go on the air. I've never been one, I'm not a violent person, pretty calm, to be honest with you, but... 
I think it's time that we might have to go see a lawyer and find out about how much training this horse was really going to get training because I could tell you one thing, our trainer was working nine to five or more for another outfit, and I don't think our horse got trained. Going for frolic walks, eating dandelions, and smoking horse spliffs with other sports, other horses is not training. He sounded like he was frolicking. Well, we knew this was going to happen. Sorry to bring it up, but, you know, I was just using that comparison as uh, Stanton and Chris Davis. Wow. You're making my blood boil right now. It's not you, man. I can't believe it. And I said, I said this, too, when I was doing uh, the show, Shilling for Pizzas on Monday and Friday. If this horse finishes top four when we're going, like I'm going to lose my nuts. And I'm going to tell you something, Renzi. We got fleeced. The horse racing industry, we've talked about it before. Don't be stupid. Even if you know a guy, you better, it better be family because you're not going to be family when it's all said and done. I'm going to get to my DraftKings lineup. I'm pissed. Ross Stripling, I'm not pissed anymore. This guy is hot, Gabe. You talked about it. This guy loves it. 32 and a half DraftKings points, 35.431. And the thing is about Ross Stripling, yeah, you're playing Meadows in Pittsburgh, but he does it against everybody, Gabe, and he's $9,600. They haven't factored in the highest price with him yet. So you're getting absolute value on a guy that's a stud. And 28 Ks, too. I know all the fantasy guys, you love your strikeouts. Stripling is actually really good with the Ks, too, man. He is mowing guys down. 28 Ks in his last three games, Gabe. I got to go there. Sean Newcomb. I'm going back to Duke Newcomb. 9,200 bucks. A very nice matchup tonight against the Padres, too. Zero earned runs. One earned runs. Three, two. Very consistent and solid for the young Atlanta Braves and doing a really, really good job. Newcomb is going to be in a good spot tonight to get lots of strikeouts. 9,200 bucks. Had Sandy Leone as my catcher. Uh, he's not playing for Boston tonight, so we slipped him in with Chris Iannetta. A very nice price up against Descalzi of uh, Cincinnati tonight. He's making his debut. He's been hurt. So I like Iannetta, even though Leone had a hot streak going right now. Iannetta's going to rake for Colorado. Gabe, Justin Smoke, 4100 bucks. This guy just attacks left-handed pitching. Versus CC Sabathia, 10 for 31, hitting 323. Two home runs, seven ribbies, and three walks. True. Smoke, one of the bright lights on the Blue Jays right now. 4100 bucks is a great price against carbs and calories. Sabathia, he's going to give it up tonight. Justin, smoke. I like Brock Holt at second base, 3300 bucks. This guy's on fire, hitting 319 with four ribbies in his last three games. 19 DK points his last game. One guy against Vargas I like is Danny Valencia. Six hits in his last four games. He absolutely gets to lefties. He's a lefty specialist. $3,100, really cheap. Then we're going to go to Xander Bogarts of Boston tonight. They're in a really good situation against Lewicki, $4,500. If you don't like a Yankee stack, I think you can have a Red Sox stack. Adam Jones, this is kind of a feel play, Gabe. All the rest, the computers told me. I had $3,800. He doesn't have a great numbers versus Vargas, but I'm putting him in. I think he might be able to go deep. Aaron Hicks owns Marco Estrada. Four ribbies, a home run. Really solid right there. We like Yankees. And Andrew Benatendi, tough call by Morenci. He went with his guy. I'm going with Benatendi. Great situation against Lewicki for the Tigers. This guy is going to get crushed tonight. I'm telling you, I love the Boston and or Yankees stack. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the, the Red Sox at home against uh, Artie Lewicki. What a name here. Artie Lewicki. I tell you, the Detroit Tigers have been playing good baseball as of late. And I wanted to take a look at the... Um, I wanted to take a look at them as an underdog. You know, these, these the big dogs here tonight, if if two of them can hit, you take three, four underdogs, one or two of them hits, you can, you know, you can make some money. The problem is, I just not, don't really see it happening. 
All right, you got Wright versus uh, Lewicki here. Yeah, Detroit have been playing better baseball. They're on the road. Lewicki at Fenway is a disaster. They're not going to win. So taking the 170 is no value. This is the one that I sort of want to do. We often talk about the Cleveland Indians being money burners. And the Milwaukee Brewers are a damn good team. You get in the Milwaukee Brewers a plus 175. That's the one dog that I can sort of talk myself into. There's a few others that I want to take, but that's one. The other one I wanted to sort of talk myself into was the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, and Eflin against the Cubs, but Eflin is Eflin terrible. All right, he Eflin sucks. He Eflin blows. Eflin blows. Hey, Eflin blows. Um, so I can't do it. I, and Philadelphia are actually two and six in their last eight games. So I don't want to take the Cubs, but I'm not going to take the Phillies. Cause you know, I was looking at, I wanted to be in an underdog frame of mind today and say, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice with a bunch of dogs. I'll take the Philadelphia Phillies. I'll take the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll take the Detroit uh, Tigers. Um, but I just can't do it when it's all said and done. They're not going to win. The Milwaukee Brewers would be the one that I would take a look at at plus 175. They can play with anybody. And uh, Junior Guerra hasn't been terrible, actually. And Corey Kluber's overrated. He's really good. But the strikeout rate is down. The hard contact rate is up. There are there are little signs for you analytics guys that even I know. I'm looking at the K rate and the hard hit rate. And they're going in both the wrong directions right now for Corey Kluber. You can justify, listen, the Detroit Tigers suck. So it's hard to take the Detroit Tigers with confidence with Artie Lewicki. All right? I got a dog for you, Gabe. It's not going to be on your list, but and you're not going to like it, but I'm telling you, this is the dog that comes through tonight. It's ugly. Littell going for the Minnesota Twins game two. Who the hell is this guy laying 185? I don't care. Minnesota, sure, you're all right. I'm going within the ice cream shop, not gelato, Giolito of my Chicago White Sox tonight at plus 165. You want to get a pooch that can actually get it done tonight? Didn't they win the first game of the double bill, too? I'm sorry. Minnesota and Littell should not be laying 185. That's just bad business and bad math. Yeah, Minnesota's up 4-2 in, in game one. Oh, jeez. Right now, Minnesota just scored uh, four. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, why were you under the belief that the White Sox uh, were oh, winning game the, one? I checked it was 2 nothing. I didn't see Minnesota coming back with four. So Uh-oh. you see, you assume because the Chicago White Sox, the worst team in baseball, are up by two runs that they're going to win the game? Trust me, Marancy. I know I know this dog's not popular. He's not one that kids like that you're going to go over and pet and say, ooh, what a nice house pet. He's ugly. He's got bad teeth. He drools one eye. But I'm telling you, Minnesota should not be laying 185 to Giolito and the White Sox. I don't care if they're winning game one. I'm on Chicago game two. Um, you know what? I can't. You're better off if you like the White Sox. You're better off. Giolito doesn't really suck. He's a young guy. He doesn't have any luck. Um you're better off with Minnesota winning this game if you like the White Sox tonight because the White Sox aren't sweeping Minnesota in Minnesota in a doubleheader. I'd like to see the numbers of the – what's the percentage of teams that win the first doubleheader game, that they win the next one? Not very high. Generally, no. You're usually, you know, you're going to get a split here. So I don't have a full problem with taking the White Sox in this spot. I wouldn't do it. 
<laughs> you wouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it. And by the way, Gabe, uh, my boy Visine Vince, we play that game too when he bets on the double headers. When you lose the game one, you always come back. And usually you said it most of the time it's a split, and it's good to take them, especially when you got a dog in game two. Most of the times, though, it's not one of the worst teams in uh, modern history. You bring up very good points. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, we told you if you want two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, check out dailyroto.com slash DKMS. You'll find a link to free DFS baseball contests every day. Contests are sponsored by DKMS or looking uh, for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a blown bone marrow transplant is the best chance of survival. 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families. 70%, nearly 14000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help and pay fr- play free DFS contests with a shot of winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Go to DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. That's DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. All right, so we gave you our uh, DFS lineups. Uh, of the night, but let's get into our best bets of the night, and we've got uh, we got one of the bigger betters uh, in the city here, Sunny Vega, kicking it at uh, CNC CNC uh, Ice Cream and Coffee, and uh, so this place has just opened, and they're giving away free gelatos and stuff. Uh, word on the street is you've already had like six. They said, hey, what's the dude in the white DKNY jacket? He obviously has money. He keeps on eating the free gelatos, but uh, they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're really good, Gabe. They're not too heavy, not too sweet. They're awesome. And uh, I went to go pay, and the guy's like, they're free. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's free. I'm like, well, you better be careful who you're talking to. So he kind of looked at me weird. I want to go down for another one, but now I'm kind of embarrassed. I so just just pay for this one. Oh, yeah, no, you give him a tip, he'll be happy. He still kind of looked at me weird, though. It's an interesting situation because right now they're just they're busting out the, the, the real low-end stock. Like, they have vanilla. They have chocolate, and they have something called swirl. Apparently, Bon Scrovey was telling me for Canada Day, they got like 20 or 30 different flavors. I don't know what the hell they're going to do in the machine because it only splits it in half to make the squirrel. But anyway, he's the boss. And uh, Taylor Stevens. Taylor Stevens is here as well because Sonny Vega lost all his money. And uh, their dinner tonight is the free gelato and uh, free ice cream uh, here at the... uh, at the, at the CNC uh, Cafe. Now, there, there is pizza here, but it looks older and drier than, uh, than Bill Clinton. So I don't, want to, I don't want any part of him. It's fat fruit gelato, eh? no sugar. Well, what do you think, like Seinfeld? Yeah, the Seinfeld episode with Julianne. There's a lot, a lot of, there's extra fat here. Extra MSG fat trans fats. 
I miss those days. Extra MSG, trans fat. It's like now you get a bag of chips on the, on the cover. It's like trans fat free. It's like I never asked you to take the trans fats out. I tried to buy chocolate milk the other day. Every single one of them had some weird sort of thing on it. 25% less sugar. Less, less um, I don't know, less, less sodium, less sugar, less this, less everything. What, you know, what about the people who want more? Give us more, more sugar, more sodium, more MSG. Couldn't more, Dave. When I go to the KFC uh, buffet when I'm down in the States, you think when I got chick kicked out for building my bone castle there, I wanted more. I'm with you, man. I, that's the thing. Taylor brought us when we went to the Raptor game. A beautiful, beautifully cooked batch of chicken. I tell you, they only do it in the suburbs. The oil has to be hot. It has to be hot or else the skins get soaked in the oil. People don't understand. I'm a master deep fryer at home and I have the tools to do the work. And I've mastered tempura shrimp too, Dave. You should come over. My tempura shrimp. The best in the biz. I wouldn't touch your tempura, tempura strip with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> nah, I'm just not. You know I can cook. I know you can eat. I don't know if you can cook. <laughs> you always talk about you cooking. Yeah, I, don't, I, do cook, I, don't I, really, cook. I don't see too much cooking going on. You tell me stories about Portuguese Joe cooking. No, I cook. I believe you cook a bit. This is great. They painted. Oh, it looks uh, fantastic. And they painted a picture of me out here. You want to get up here, Taylor? You saw the picture. What do you think of this? It's actually. Uh, is that what I really look like? I look insane. Right. Yeah. That makes it all. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a great depiction of you on a on a night when you're doing your rage. It is actually. You know, the artist actually did a good job. It's a really good job. It is. It is very good. It is good. Now, somebody sent us a picture of uh, what they thought you looked like as a kid earlier, Cam, when we talked about uh, ice cream. That was a great picture. <laughs> if I can sit through the 38 clam chowder Feel the passion. Somebody sent it to me of a young Ken. Is that, was that you, Cam? Like, you, you know? uh, I, I think I got a bigger head, and the, the, that kid has uh, straighter hair. But uh, yeah, one thing we do have common, me and the kid painting my face with ice cream. Yeah, that's that's the way I like to get into it, Renzi. No lies. It's a big will. A, big a, will. Young, a young Cam. <laughs> I'm a fan of the, the picture and the tweet of Taylor Stevens uh, sent in here of a hot chick uh, ice licking ice cream cups. That's bad. That's is. good. Retweet. <laughs> Turns out Dennis Rodman will be in Singapore for the Trump and Kim Jong summit. Why wouldn't he? I could use a KFC bucket right now, actually. Even though we're next to a Domino's pizza, I'm thinking that might be might be a KFC night. It's always a good call. Yeah. So as I was just stating, I think I might have. Uh, I think Cam might have ripped the uh, the mic, uh, the cable out of the socket. Uh. <laughs> Come on. 
Maybe it was Taylor. So, somebody. But, uh, yeah, so we've, we've got a bunch of baseball picks. Got about 11 minutes to first pitch uh, right now. World Cup of Soccer starts in nine days, people. CFL regular season starts in nine days as well. So for those of you that are degenerate gamblers, you know, you don't um, don't despair if you're like, ah, oh, I've only been on baseball. Tomorrow you got NBA. Thursday you've got hockey. And then we're one week away uh, from the start of the World Cup. But as far as tonight's uh, baseball games are concerned, I pretty much I'm correlating a lot of what I'm doing in DFS with what I'll be betting on uh, as well. And we start off with the Los Angeles Dodgers. As I mentioned, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they're 14-3 in their last 17 baseball games. The Dodgers are a very good team. And the crazy thing is with the Dodgers, a scary thing is if you're a Dodger hater, they're really not even hitting the baseball right now. Cody Bellinger really hasn't done anything. They have a lot of young guys that haven't, you know, come alive yet. Mathematically, the, the law of averages, the ball, you know, the, the hard hit contact, the bat pips are good. They're just not getting breaks. Justin Turner's back. When it's all said and done, the Dodgers are going to win that division. They're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Arizona's already starting to regress big time. Dodgers are 14-3 and in their last 17 baseball games. Pittsburgh Pirates are fading, guys. They're 4-12 in their last 16. Uh, Musgrove is pretty good, though. I could, I could live with it if somebody bet on the under in this uh, game tonight. I could live with that underplay with the Dodgers and the Pirates. Uh, but I'm going to be on the Dodgers minus 125. We've got a, a team that's 14-3 in the last 17 against the team that's 4-12 in the last 16. The Striplins are stuck. New York Yankees. Now, the problem, one thing with this one is the Toronto Blue Jays are 10-1 against the New York Yankees the last 11 times Marco Estrada started the baseball game. But to me right now, the Toronto Blue Jays are a fade team. I don't, I'm not in love with the fact that Aaron Judge is in the lineup uh, tonight, a late scratch, uh, because he was 8 for 20 against Estrada with two home runs. Uh, but the Yankees' bats are powerful enough. CC Sabathia, listen, he's only going to give you about five innings or so, but he can limit the damage. And quite frankly, I really don't care about the track record of Estrada against the Yankees. Estrada is just, he's getting hit hard uh, this year. I think the Yankees are the play tonight in the buck uh, 50. Although I, I, have, I have a bad track record when it comes to Blue Jay games. Uh, the New York Mets, the Metropolitan Squadron, um, Vargas. We've talked a lot about Vargas on the show today. He hasn't sucked in two of his last three starts, all right? The Orioles do suck. Alex Cobb is a gas can. Give me the New York Mets at minus 120. We're talking about the Oakland Athletics being a popular DFS stack. Uh, Moore is on the hill uh, tonight uh, for the Rangers. And uh, he's been absolutely mauled uh, this year. 50% hard contact rate versus lefties. The Oakland Athletics are in the play here. We stacked them in DFS, but we're going to bet on them as well. Uh, the Washington Nationals. I was thinking about parlaying Scherzer with the Angels and Andrew Haney tonight, but when it's all said and done, why bother? Let's just lay the one-and-a-half runs. There's no reason why the Nationals can't win this game 4 nothing, 4-1 or whatever. Um, he is just that good, all right? He, he really is. But if you want to parlay the Nationals and the Angels, 
It does pay plus a 111 if you want to uh, sprinkle on that between the two of them. So in conclusion, I've got the L.A. Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers, New York Yankees, New York Mets, Oakland Athletics, and the Washington Nationals. And let's throw in a little bonus uh, pick here. We'll roll the dice. Milwaukee Brewers plus 175. Just because I'm going to regret, I'm going to regret this if the Brewers win. And I didn't take this one. I can live if the Tigers win. I didn't take it. Fine. I'm not. I can't take Artie Lewacki. I can't take Zach Alvin. I can't take Junior Guerra. I can't take the Brewers at this price. Give me the Brew Crew plus one seven five. Best team in the National League, the Milwaukee Brewers. You're getting them a plus one seventy five. Come on, nothing wrong with that. Cam Stewart, who do you have? I like where you're going, Moran. See, I'm actually going to. Um... And uh, yeah. Cam, once again, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take uh, a shot here. Uh, instead of laying one and a half, I like to lay minus one. But if my team wins by one, it's a push. So uh, I'm actually going with the Washington Nationals tonight, Gabe. I'm looking for excuses to take some dogs on the board, too, but I just don't think a lot of these dogs are actually going to win. Hey, we didn't talk much about Bumgarner coming back for San Francisco tonight. I like the situation. I think the Giants are actually an underrated baseball team. I only have to lay 50 cents on a guy that really wants to prove himself when he's back. So I will lay this 50 cents with San Francisco. I like Madison Bumgarner. We're going to go with the Oakland Athletics. We have one of the same picks there. The line has gone up uh, from 30 to 35 or 40 cents, but I still feel pretty good about it. Sean Manaya is in a really good spot. Oakland is raking right now, too, people. If you like the Oakland A's a lot of the time, man, you just take the overs in this game. Vegas still hasn't caught on, being disrespected by team. They got very underrated hitters. Olsen, Pinder, all these guys are raking right now. Gabe talked about Chris Davis might have a big night. Oakland, I like the situation at minus 140. I can't take Lewicki either. I know the Detroit Tigers are playing better baseball coming off a series win against the Toronto Blue Jays. But, hey, I'm going to go with Stephen Wright in Boston, minus one. I don't want to lay 200 in this game. And the Red Sox at Fenway are a totally different team. I love the situation right there. So I'm going to take Boston minus one. One over we're going with tonight, Baltimore and the Mets, eight and a half. I don't care if it's in a National League park. It seems pretty low right now with Cobb and Vargas. I'm going to take the over the number and uh, my pooch of the night. Ow! A feisty dog. I know Gabe gave me a speech about it, but I'm going with Gelato. Giolato and the Chicago White Sox, kind of like your Brewers pick, Gabe, plus 165. And I got a parlay for you, too, a three-game parlay with the Washington Nationals, Boston Bruins, and New York, Boston, sorry, Boston Red Sox, and New York Yankees at plus 250, three-game parlay, Nats, Red Sox, Yanks, plus 250, three-game parlay. That's the baseball card. We'll have DFS golf for you. We've been knocking them dead in uh, North American soil and in Europe tomorrow on the DFS show, so we'll have some golf and more baseball for you. And we got a basketball game tomorrow night, too. St. Jude's, St. Jude's Memorial uh, this week. Then it goes into the U.S. Open uh, next week. So it's a busy, busy time. You're crazy. That's just another addition to the sports calendar next week, actually, with the U.S. Open to add to the World Cup, uh, to add to the start of the CFL campaign, although I guess the CFL campaign doesn't register quite as much <laughs> as the World Cup of Soccer yeah, we like it. or the U.S. Open. We like it. Like I said, I think Conor McGregor goes to court on the 14th, but it might be July 14th. But I, I'm pretty sure it's June 14th, court date. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. 
due on due court June fourteenth. Once again, I'm correct. Uh, yeah, so June fourteenth, you're gonna have the start of the U.S. Open, the start of the World Cup, the start of the Canadian Football League regular season, and Conor McGregor uh, goes to court, which will just be an absolute freaking circus um, in uh, in Brooklyn when he goes uh, to court. Still waiting for the UFC to hang out that hand down that vicious punishment. <laughs> Nothing. Man, they're a joke. Thing is, too, he never even he never compensated anybody I for know. any of this stuff. But we'll we'll get to that anyway. So, so yeah, Madison Bumgarner coming back here. One thing I'll say about the San Francisco Giants, man, I've lost money betting against them three days in a row, and I'm done. It's pissed me off that they. I I, I took the Phillies two days in a row, and I lost. And then last night I was on the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, and I lost. I really wouldn't know what to expect back from Bumgarner tonight. How many innings are going to be able to give him? Uh, your boy Sean Newcomb on the hill tonight too. I don't know San Diego, man. San Diego are like nine and three in the last twelve games, so I'm not really in a hurry to pick on them either. Actually, great point, Marenzi. I'll tell you something about the Padres. That's the one team with the wins total. I think we're going to definitely get there. Way over the number. Good young team. Hosmer's fit in really nice with them. And you talked about it earlier, man. This young pitching, the San Diego Padres actually have guys that can go and get it done. And they have leads. They've had a shutdown bullpen. When they have a lead, they don't give it up. They're never respected from a Vegas perspective. They're always dogs. And I like Newcomb tonight in fantasy, but I'm not stepping in front of Lyles and, and the Padres tonight getting five cents at home. Actually, it's a very, very tough game. I'm just taking Newcomb for the strikeouts. But the Padres are a play-on team. I've been saying it for a long time. All right. All right. So to recap our plays of the day. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. We're taking the New York Yankees to beat the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, we're across the street from the stadium right now. If you guys are going to the game, uh, come down and see Cam. Cam will be hanging out uh, all night uh, here. All night until 4 a.m. Cam Stewart. Until 10. He'll be here until about 10. Still about the baseball game, so still after the baseball game. Thanks to Scott Angle, Big Man on Campus, Mike Blewett, Mike Florio. We'll be back in Melrose Place Studios tomorrow. Other night, you're on your own. Ronis next. Scout Radio.